Hello and welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm your host, Joshua LeBure, and I'm here with Diana Martinez and Patrick Kenny from Filmstreams. Hello. Hi. Today we're talking about the film, Shiva Baby. I think it's really great to like support females, particularly um, female entrepreneurs. Cool. In the future. <laughs> great. Yeah. Awesome. Danielle! Danielle! Please, Sonia! Maura's here and her daughter Stephanie. Jessica. Whatever. You should really talk to her, you know? No. It's just a job. Darling! Hi, Hi, Hi Mom. I'm so sorry for your loss. No funny business with Maya. Thank you. You think everyone that's by is experimenting? You have zero gaydar. Excuse me, kid. I lived through New York in the 80s. My gaydar is strong as a bull. You can't just, like, show up to, like, the after party for a shiva I, and like reap the benefits of the buffet. She lost so much weight. Yeah. You think she has an eating disorder? Sweetheart, feminism isn't exactly what I call a career. It's not my know? career, it's a lens. Shiva Baby is a beautifully shot, impeccably paced, cringeworthy, hilarious, and deeply felt film by first-time feature film director Emma Seligman. Our main character, Danielle, played with incredible depth, humor, and humanity by Rachel Sennett, is going to a shiva for a family friend. She's at the age where she's still trying to figure out who she is and who she wants to be, and the shiva is full of people who've known her for her whole life and still see her as a child, with a couple of exceptions that set off a series of embarrassing, funny, and heartbreakingly hopeful events. Life is so full of ups and downs, it gives us constant uncertainty. It gives us love, death, life, heartbreak, hope, despair, regret, sometimes simultaneously. Shiva Baby gives us a taste of all of these in one day and one location in a tight 117 minutes, and I couldn't recommend this film more. With that, what did you guys think about Shiva Baby? I think this is a remarkably good movie. Loved it. I'll also use the L word. I loved it. I also <laughs> loved this movie. So I'm sure people... Unanimous love. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's rare. Danielle, the main character, really goes through it. This is a terrible day. Patrick and I, we watched it at the Toronto Film Festival virtually this year. I was really looking forward to this film. It's super funny, but it is very cringe-worthy. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. one long series of embarrassing situations that happen at the Shiva. If you don't like embarrassing like cringeworthy things you will not like this film I don't <laughs> and I know that there are people who like don't do like the office kind of humor like that kind of like cringy weird social interaction humor this is definitely like a nightmare of a situation for a for you yes yes <laughs> it really is kind of a really long uh office joke for sure not in a bad way that's not a criticism because <laughs> right. i like that kind of thing yeah i mean it, it's you know we're really in a crowded house and it feels that way and it's both the camera work and also the sound design which is like on second watching of it for for this recording i was just so impressed with the sound design because you can always almost always hear another conversation going on yeah. somewhere in the mix. And whenever the main character who we're following the entire time is walking around, you can hear people who think that they can't hear her talk about her. And it just adds to like the claustrophobia and the squeamishness of the whole thing. Um, also just the performances. Like, I loved the main character. She was incredible. Yeah, I'm a fan. That's actually when we were going into TIFF. uh, This is one of the movies that I was most excited about. 
And I don't think it had a lot of like advanced buzz. And I remember discussing my selections and being like, this is one that I'm sort of, uh, I'm a fan of this one person. So I'm going to take a chance on this. It ended up being, you know, one of the darlings of the festival. Okay. So it's Rachel Sennett. Yeah. She's 25 years old and, and you know, she's been in like high maintenance and a few other things, but I think this is her first like movie that she's carried. This is a bit, yeah, this is a big level up for sure. She has a great web series. Um, and is, does all, also does stand-up comedy. Yeah, and we did mention that this movie is like cringy, and it's also does have that claustrophobia and like this anxiety about it. But it's also hilarious. There are scenes that I was like, oh yeah, racking up. In oh, this it's movie. so funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is. I think at the heart, like it's a comedy. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's definitely a comedy. This movie kind of blew me away, especially like going back and realizing it's the director Emma Seligman's first feature film. And it's just so fully realized. I think you're right. Like this person has a very unique vision and comedic sensibility that I would be really interested to see. Like how how does this function in a world that's not quite so um, isolated, right? Like what happens when Emma goes out into the the big world with lots of different uh, characters and interactions and different settings, like a like a more robust film because it does feel you know it's an independent film and it feels like a small independent film that's part of its charm um but i also would like to see you know in the future you know what does uh the director do with the larger budget and the larger cast and and more resources one of the things that strikes me as interesting about this film is the marketing oh what's going on with it have you seen the poster for shiva baby no just google it all right, Googling oh. the poster. And for, for, is it just for like, anyone listening, go look at the post at kios.org. Yeah, Google the poster. The poster. I will <laughs> briefly describe it. So it is Rachel Sennett, our, uh, oh. the woman who plays our main character. Um, and she is uh, in a dress that I think is meant to look like cream cheese or frosting or something with like bagels and like bagel accoutrements all around. And it's like she's staring right at the camera and so this is where huh this is this is a really interesting marketing ploy for this film and the reason i bring it up is because we're going to be talking about it but like these are the images that we're going to be using like anywhere that we play anyone anywhere anyone else plays it and i'm not really sure that this image evokes the film actually i think it does quite the opposite of what the film is trying to do which is take this young woman who tries to present herself as like very mature and sexual sexualized um to this man that she's having an affair with and all the film does is like just completely beat down any coolness and any of that facade that she might have built up um but interestingly like the poster kind of tries to do that again like i don't really understand what this post is trying to do and this is like for me and like you know for us who work in film like something that's always really interesting when we have seen a film and then it gets picked up by a distributor and then you see all the marketing materials that they create and you're like how is this film sold who is it sold for and this is a film that i am just kind of baffled by what's happening in terms of like the visual marketing. It's funny because I see like an alternative poster whenever I Googled it that was like. Which is the close up. Yeah, which is like mm-hmm. so much more evocative of like what the film feels like. Yes. That, yeah, this image really makes 
no sense for it. It almost looks like uh, like an image for uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel or something like that. Yeah, she's <laughs> like at your disposal. Yeah, and one of the most interesting things about the film is that it starts off like that, and then you know through the film, I like one of my notes is that she has a a harrowing day. I mean, she ends the film like physically, emotionally exhausted. She yeah. has a cut. I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but you know, she's wounded and she <laughs> she's <laughs> she's, she's messy yeah. and like she has you know food spilled all over her and her, yeah, her clothes are ruined. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's a it's a brutal day for it's her. It's a battlefield. Yeah, and she's at the end of our horror movie. She's like, yeah, yeah, somebody exactly. that's ex- staggering out of the haunted house like a social <laughs> horror. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a social horror film. I like that. The one thing that I do want to kind of like go back and revisit is like, I feel like I went on a journey with this film, but I wasn't sure. I think about these films sometimes that put their characters through so much. And I'm just like wondering why and what is it trying (laughs) to say? And my only thing that I could really come up with for this is just that it's like life distilled in like one day. It's like a lot of stuff that builds up and you just randomly have that day or it's like kind of a metaphor for like maybe a year (laughs) i think also a time and age like late adolescence early adulthood because again she's like experimenting with these you know um identities yeah Yeah. with her persona and um i think a lot of people do at that age and beyond that age and uh i think we've all had times where it's like this group of friends running into this other group of friends or whatever where you're these different uh, realities that you're trying on clash and one of them has to, and like the fact that neither are very real is exposed. Um, and this is an extreme case cause she's juggling some very disparate, you know, the like story that she's feeding to her parents about who she is and where she wants to go in life are so different than the, the man that she's having the affair with. And then she runs into, you know, um, an ex who knows her probably better than, well, anyone else than anyone else. Yeah. And those are three very different versions of Danielle. And I think that, you know, any 22 year old, 23 year old is going to be juggling more than three public personas. Anyway, that's what I took away from it. It's just like a, a little box in which to put a, any, any person at that age and have all of their, you know, <laughs> have all this ripped away from them and have them just be exposed. I'm thinking of like Maya's character and her reaction and her arc. In some ways it felt so jarring how quickly it changed, but also it felt like, I mean, it just felt realistic in a way. (laughs) I mean, it really did. Like it felt relatable whenever you're maybe young and you, and you have an initial reaction. And then even over like the course of a couple hours, you can be like, you know what? I'm sorry that I reacted like that. (laughs) to that certain news you know um i thought that was really interesting because my initial reaction was to be like oh man i don't know i don't know about that but i think that it with the way the film i don't want to give away the ending but with the way like the film plays out it makes sense to me and i don't know how you guys feel about that but well it ends happily yeah, I totally. love the ending. Right, like I yeah. love the ending. Yeah, the ending yep. is great. Like it, it was so because well I, done. I think the ending justifies her being beat down mm-hmm. during the whole time because she has to be mm-hmm. in order to like arrive at what she actually truly wants. 
which yeah. we learn much earlier than she learns. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the audience sees like, oh, like this is why she's done these things and, and set up her life in this way. Like this is the thing that she's kind of running away from far be- before the character realizes it herself. But she has to go through this entire process in order to like reforge like a relationship and to like, it's it's just that like I don't know that coming of age like be true to yourself type of thing right like be the person that this other person believes that you are and that knows that you are right like one person recognizes you and like why are you even pretending um, that you are something else yeah <laughs> because and terrible things happen if you do <laughs> yeah and this film is just so much like i think what i really really loved about it is this film has been so much you know these people struggling with just how they relate to each other and some people are really mean and some people are it didn't draw any clear lines though like everybody is like in that gray area which i really liked you know everybody's like a little bit mean and also a little bit like just trying to protect themselves and also really sweet and and it's and they're complicated and it reminded me a lot of you know these films that we see from you know men in the independent film section over and over again i mean my biggest parallel is noah bombach like that's the thing that really this film reminded me of the most but from such a different perspective you know, because it's directed by and written by a woman and the people that it stars and just the world that it's in, it it does feel refreshing to see that kind of story that I've grown up loving so much, but from this perspective. Mistress America, Frances Ha, like they have similarly like cringe worthy (laughs) segments where like they're really putting this character through the ringer. Like I remember I actually tried teaching Frances Ha in a college class when I was um, teaching probably about like six years ago at this point. Um, And they didn't get it. Like they didn't like it. They were like, why is she so awkward? Why is she so weird? And I'm like, you guys think you're cool. Oh, because it just doesn't resonate. (laughs) It only resonates with you like, haven't been you haven't been to the shiva yet. The reflexivity <laughs> that like ooh like me trying to be all these things that I'm not like sometimes really just doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't mesh with who I really am. Um, and so, but like I do think that there have been independent filmmakers, um, like Noah Baumbach, like Greta Gerwig, who I think are really good at these like interpersonal dynamics, um you know, kind of cringeworthy coming of age stories. Like this is a new genre um, or kind of like subgenre of comedy. I think that I enjoy having a little collection of because I think this is kind of my favorite style of comedy. Agreed. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like uh, I think when I first got into films, it was all about like the weird movie. Like I like, was like Donnie Darko is like everything. And then like Memento or Christopher Nolan or whatever. And then, and then I saw the squid and the whale and it like totally shifted my perspective on, on what kind of films I really like loved. And it was like these kind of films of, of these like small kind of idiosyncratic comedies that make you cringe a lot. (laughs) Cause for me, like the act, the actors who do this it's so much harder to do this awkward comedy than it is to cry and do drama like in my in my view 
because it's so subtle. It's really easy for it to not be funny and to just be awkward or to like not play yeah. off. Like timing is really key here. So I always think like the actors that populate the worlds of the filmmakers who make these kind of movies are kind of like some of the best actors. And there's a reason why there are some really lauded actors who like will never be in a Wes Anderson, he'll never be in a Noah Baumbach, who would never be something like Shiva Baby. Like it's just not within their repertoire. Um, but I really appreciate like the actors who can make things that aren't apparently funny into like a really hilarious situation. Yeah, and I think Rachel Sennett really like nailed that and she wore it on her face and she wore it on her body. Mm -hmm. You could feel it. And I think that that's a testament to her and the filmmaker. So with that, what should people watch with Shiva Baby? Shiva Baby. <laughs> well, I think um, I don't want to steal Diana's. She already referenced it, but my recommendation. It's not my, it's not my okay. recommendation. My recommendation is a really wonderful uh, mini series sort of thing that uh, Comedy Central put out starring Rachel Sinnott and uh, Io Debery called Io and Rachel are single, uh, which is available on YouTube. I think it's just three episodes that are about 10 to 15 minutes a piece. Um, they're really wonderful, really fresh. They're both, you know, young comedians, uh, both in their 20s, I believe. Um so it's just something that I hadn't really, there, there's a lot of actors for one in, in them that I had never seen uh, except maybe in standup. I mean, I think honestly it's building on say something like um, Broad City, but these are people who their like comedic sensibility might be informed by Broad City and they're a next generation after. Uh, so it's interesting to see how that's evolved as far as like uh, pushing the ball even further in certain areas uh, uh, as far as like themes um, and like places they're willing to go in their performances. So Io and Rachel are single is my recommendation. Um, so I have two films for a recommendation and I went with um, films that have really embarrassing moments so that you can recreate the Shiva Baby experience. So um, one is a 2016 film called The Edge of 17, starring Haley Steinfeld, um, who is such a wonderful actor. She's also in that new Dickinson series on Apple TV+. Very embarrassing things happen in this film. <laughs> it's also a very like cringy film. Um, so definitely watch that. It's very funny, uh, a woman director. And then um, the 2011 film Young Adult uh, starring Charlize Theron, who is so amazing in these like roles where she's like kicking butt and like, you know, doing martial arts fighting. But I think people really forget that she is funny. And this film is just like really dark. Um, and I think brings out a kind of like, interestingly, like a lighter side of her personality, even though the story is actually quite um, melancholy in places, but there are some wickedly cringy scenes um, of her acting badly <laughs> in this film. So watch Young Adult from 2011 and Edge of, uh, Edge of 17 from 2016. Well, actually, I had a really hard time picking one for this because part of me wanted to pick like a one-day film. I was thinking of like the Before Trilogy. I was also thinking of like films that reminded me of the tone, like a Rachel getting married. 
But what I really ended up coming back with, just like as a spiritual film, like a spiritual relation, I guess, in the film, <laughs> something that feels spiritually related. There we go. Um, is the 1996 uh, Nicole Holof Center film Walking and Talking. I just love this movie, and Catherine Keener is just this beautiful, broken person who is kind of super jealous of her best friend, uh, who's played by Anne Heche, and she just has this... There are just so many like awkward scenes uh, when she's like asking out or talking to this guy played by Kevin Corgan who works at a video store and just the whole film just kind of feels like, yeah, it's, it has a lot of those cringy moments, but it's also really, really sweet and just really beautifully done and feels so real and it feels lived in. And I just really love that film. Like from the first time I saw it, I was like, why don't people talk about this film more? Shiva Baby is available on film streams at home. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure. For Film Streams, I'm Patrick Kinney. And for Film Streams, I'm Diana Martinez. 